For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The head coaching search for the Carolina Panthers, it is closed. Cut it out. If you know what that one's from, hey. Hey, hey, you you a fan right there. But anyway, <laughs> welcome into the Keep Island Podcast. The Carolina Panthers have a new head coach. And it was weird. It was like, honestly, we blinked. We was talking about the GM last week, and we blinked, and a new head coach came up. And I'm like, why didn't y'all do that, like, a day before so yeah. know, we could have been on task here? <laughs> the but, last time hey, we, we recorded, seriously, from the time we recorded to the time we like, woke up, it was like, oh, okay. New coach. Yep. And so, I, who is this man? Look, I'm back. Look, and the crazy part was I was back right here in the studio trying to promote another video, trying to do another video to keep y'all guys up to date. But anyway, look, look, I'm just telling y'all, back sports is where you need to be. So be sure to subscribe to get, stay up to date on these things. But Dave Canellis is the head coach. I'm your host, DJ Bill. I'm not Dave Canellis. And she is also <laughs> not Dave Canellis. That's Charity Bailey. So you, you all know. I'm just telling, letting y'all know, just in case you're like, who is this dude? You know, is he on the podcast today? He's not. But, you know, I, I see if I can give him a ring. But Dave so what, what do the people think about this, though, DJ? Because I texted you and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Who is this guy? So you, who is this guy? You texted me his last name with a question mark, and that's all <laughs> I need to know. But, because sound like a dessert. That's why. <laughs> Hopefully his his reign is sweet. <laughs> well, when I when I looked at the comments on what you know what was being talked about in terms of this guy, honestly, a lot of it was negative from what I saw, and not because of him. It's because of the person making the decision to hire him. There, there's there's a lot of lost trust right now in this community when it comes to the Carolina Panthers and it, when it comes to the guy making the decisions right now. Yes, well, that's the thing. I don't think that it's unwarranted. Like, if I'm a Panthers fan, I don't trust what's going on because the owner runs the team like a fantasy league. Uh, fired the GM, new GM, fired the coach, new coach. I mean, you're still paying three coaches. You, like, you, like, you're paying three coaches right now. There's only one employee. They have... <laughs> that's not they, how coaching works. They have a lot to prove to fans yeah. and to the NFL community, I believe. Yeah. And a lot is going to um, – a lot will be shown after the draft and as we move over into the summertime mm-hmm. as they try to piece this thing together. Now, what you said to me made a lot of sense. You mentioned uh, that he coached under Pete Carroll, uh, did a great job uh, with Geno. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought um, Baker back into yeah. the fold. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, with that information, what I'm hearing is that perhaps he will be good for Bryce yeah. and developing Bryce and mm-hmm. developing his confidence and sharpening his the tools in his toolbox. Mm-hmm. All right, bet. But it's still going to land on the GM to do the right thing during the draft and put those pieces in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where I'm curious is, we talked about this before we went live, 
kind of as we plan the show, I'm curious if Dave Canales is going to call plays. Because Dave Canales has only been an offensive coordinator for one year. That was last year in Tampa Bay when he called plays for Baker Mayfield and, and that talented cast of characters and offense, right? So it makes me wonder, is he going to call plays or is he going to just orchestrate the offense and have somebody else call the plays for him? Well, good leaders put better leaders in place to run things for them. Yes, exactly. Hey, you turn that microphone over there? Yeah. As we see with the Jerry Jones experience that has gone bad because he <laughs> wanted to be in charge of everything. I'm like, bro, you're now like 116 years old and you still want to be in charge. And it has, it's proven that not to work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got to delegate. And you yeah. put people in place who know what they're doing and you listen to those people and you let them do their job. And then perhaps you're successful at it. What a concept. But it's interesting. As, as I know you all out there, I appreciate you all for not only tuning in but also – Letting you know, letting me know down below what you think of the hiring of Dave, Dave Tennelson. Not only him and Dan Morgan as well, and this whole kind of, you know, it's funny. They, somebody had mentioned kind of a clean slate, mm-hmm. you know, because last week they, they were supported that Chris Tabor and some of those guys who were on the staff previously weren't on the staff anymore. So, number one, for Dan Morgan, this is kind of what we talked about before, him being an in-house guy, he know he knows the personnel. He kind of knows the needs of this team. He knows the structure of this team. He knows exactly what this team needs, more than likely, at least on paper, right? And then Dave Canellis is the new fresh face. We talked about wanting an offensive mind, a young offensive mind. He's that, 42 years old, one-year offensive coordinator. He's been in the front office, at least for Seattle, for, what, 12 years or so. So he, I mean, over a decade, so he knows – he, he's been around football enough to be, I think, a pretty interesting candidate for a head coach. And I say interesting, and a lot of people are probably like, we don't need interesting, we need winning. I get that. <laughs> but I'm saying, look. That's true, because you let the comment section tell it, and they're yeah. fried. These these uh, fans are fried. They are over it. <laughs> yeah, but, but when I say interesting, we took – couple podcasts ago, and I think you've said it, I think Jeff said it, I think Lawrence has said it, anybody who's been on, we said, Dave Tepper, take a chance, right? This is a chance, right? It is. It's not, not the chance we thought he would take, I think, is what it is. But yeah. it's a chance, so that's fair. And and I will say, too, and this is, you know, harking back on your fandom a little bit with the Packers, when the Packers hired Matt LaFleur, he was only a second-year coordinator at the time when he was a this head coach. true. So it's like, I'm not saying you need a whole bunch of experience in terms of calling plays, but, I mean, we've seen special teams coordinators. I know one. Uh, special teams coordinators become head coaches and become successful head coaches. Yeah, no, this is true because you did. You mentioned Mike McCarthy, and you would pose the question, like, how long do some of these other coaches get to do what they do? Um, but to your point, Matt was a young dude. I think he gets – Sean McVay. All the, like Kyle Shanahan, all those were young guys who – Matt is cute, though. You know. <laughs> So maybe with Matt. Is that what they're going for now? Because like, I've, I've seen the comments also. Right? Like, I, well, <laughs> most fellas don't care that he's cute. I'm just saying. I think him and um the Cardinals' former coach, because the Cardinals got Kingsbury. him out of there. Cl- Cliff Kingsbury? Yes. The he guy was also who, handsome. who they brought in to mentor a Kyler, and then Kyler wanted him out. Exactly. He didn't he was number one pick, son. <laughs> I know, but he's a little, a little handsome too. Let me tell y'all something. I watch football and I'm a sports fan, but I'm still a woman. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> okay, I like that. 
But also, you got to coach and do it well, or else you're going to be out. Because we'll turn on you like Kyler and be like, with your ugly self, get out. <laughs> He's like, I brought you here, baby. I don't care. Get out. Now, as of right now, they're doing the hey, big head thing. Yeah. You know, that's how it be. And, and then we'll see how it goes. That's how they do it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Listen, Look. sometimes you just got to check the temperature. You're like, hey, big head. <laughs> but, then you might get that new phone, who this? <laughs> right. But it's, it's interesting to me because... Yes, like you brought it up earlier, he worked under, under Pete Carroll. He was with Pete Carroll in 2009 when he and please let me know if I'm wrong on this because you got the Pete Carroll knowledge, but I'm just hoping that I that I that I'm reading this right. But he was with Pete Carroll at USC in 2009. Oh, at USC? Right? I think so. He was at USC. Now it might not have been under Pete Carroll's regime. But I thought you told me. See, I'm I'm reporting stuff that you told me. See, no, that's why I you know, can't be no. running to tell me that. Was, he, now he was with Pete Carroll in Seattle. <laughs> He was on. He was a coach during that Super Bowl run too. Those couple of Super Bowl runs they had, those deep playoff runs they had. So that's another thing too. And I'm not saying he's instrumental in Russell Wilson's development, but I'm sure he was in the room with Russell Wilson as he developed. Now, because he was in USC in 2009, I can't remember if Pete Carroll was at USC in 2009. I can't remember if he was already gone by then. Okay, this article is just about Canales bringing in folks. From his uh, Seahawks regime. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Pete Carroll is still uh, out there in case you want, you know, defensive coordinator or something. But is he go after being a head coach? Is he done being a head coach, though? I don't think he's done being a head coach. If he's yeah, done being a head I, coach, I then he could be like, you know what? I don't want the responsibility. The You know, I'm, I'll just not just go over to D coordinator because that's an important position. But I just mean not heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? So, yeah. But if he's not done... You know, yeah, and, and both him and Dan Morgan worked with Pete Carroll for a decade, so it's like they have. You know, if there's anybody that they probably got on the top of their mind to bring in, it's gonna be Pete Carroll. Okay. Um, now, will they? I don't know if Pete Carroll's gonna want to become a defensive coordinator, but he is a defensive coach, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So I mean, he would. That's his background. That's why USC was banging on everybody when they did. When that they became a dynasty under him, and mm-hmm. like they. We're calling that uh, defensive unit the Wild Bunch too, which that's big. But they mm-hmm. were banging heads, busting, yeah. <laughs> busting heads. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean that's the thing. Like, I think for me, the overall question was for you all out there. For me right now, is this a good hire? Initially, knee jerk reaction. You know, hit the knee, ow, it hurt. Like, you know, kick it out. You know what I mean? Like the initial knee jerk reaction. Is this a good hire? I think so because we've said number one, we want number one, we want Dave Dave Tepper to take a chance. We said, number two, a young offensive mind is ideal. That's what Dave Canelo says. Number three, when we say take a chance, we want you to go in maybe a direction we're not even thinking of. Yeah, we want enemy, but is probably locked up, you know. Yeah, we want some of these other guys that's out there, but they probably, you know, other, guy, other teams scooped in. And you got to also remember, and sometimes I think people forget that because they want the big-name guy to come in, right? Mm-hmm. The issue with that is, this team is not in a position where maybe even a Kellen Moore or a Bobby Sloak is going to come over here and be like, um, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Right? Like, whereas Dave Canellis, he's got a lot to prove. So not only is this a good position for him, but it's also a challenge. It's a challenge for him to say, okay, I can lead these guys. I'm going I'm to grab a deep, you know, I, I got a discipline in offense, but I'm going to grab a defensive co- coordinator that's going to keep this defense as disciplined as they've been, and I'm going to be integral in making this offense exactly what the Carolina Panthers need. Well, when you're in charge, that's your job. Yep. 
to be <laughs> smarter than the room. Yeah. And <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not always the case. <laughs> I will say, I will say too, the good thing about it is Dave Morgan and Dave Canellas have worked together, right? So there shouldn't be any infighting when it comes down <laughs> we, to we it. Look at this stuff. We got executive producers got, sticking their head in. <laughs> well, they're prob probably mad, too, about these games. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I, w I will say, though, like, with Dave Canellis and Dan Morgan, because they work together, there shouldn't be any infighting. Now, that goes back to Dave Tepper. Will he try to stick his hand in the cookie jar? Or is he going to let the guys he hired do their jobs? Because these two have worked together before, so they're going to be able to probably come to an agreement, okay, defensively, this, we got to keep that guy. We got to move this guy to this position maybe. We got to draft that guy. Offensively, look, without a doubt, we need that guy second round. Sorry, y'all. We, we need that guy <laughs> a second round. That's still, the, that's still a big problem with the draft. It's like now you're waiting for who's around because you don't have that – you don't have any leverage for the first round, and you need – all the leverage you can get. And yeah. you don't have it because you made a bad move the year before. That's a life lesson right there. You got to be strategic about about it because it, it looks good in the moment, and it's like, that was not a great idea, especially yeah. with the way this season panned out. But also, nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw the Lions being the Lions and the Bears getting banged around. And I mean, I, th I think everybody thought the Bears were going to take it. I think that's why... The Panthers were a little bit more comfortable taking that trade with the Bears because I think the Panthers thought they weren't going to have the number one overall pick to give the Bears, and they didn't think the Bears were going to be bad enough to really pretty much Use snack it. picks yeah. in the first round. Yeah, and they didn't expect to be bad enough to need it so bad. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. So it just didn't. Like, you need that bad. The Panthers was down bad. It's like you can't even plan for that. And to your point, because, um, yeah, with Justin Fields under center, it was like, oh, like, I'm a Packers fan, and I was like, all right, the Bears about to give us some trouble this year. And that dee -dee -dee went down fast. So, you, you, I don't know. Well, guess We'll see. Yeah, we, we, we definitely will, and it'll be interesting to see, especially because Dan Morgan gets a chance uh, when free agency opens up to figure out we, – we get a chance to figure out from Dan Morgan what he's got in him mm -hmm. because the offseason is approaching very, very fast. We only got one more, one more game left, technically two, if you count the Pro Bowl games. Like, we got – Nobody counts that. The Pro Bowl games are funner than the Pro Bowl game was, I feel like. At least – and I'm talking about the Pro Bowl game over the last probably decade or so. I know because they changed it so much. Yeah. It used to be more fun. Like it also was. Just, I don't know. Maybe I was just more interested. Like when it was like in Hawaii and because mm -hmm. that used to be the place to be. When I tell yeah. you the place to be, share. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but also players didn't go to the Super Bowl either. There used to be a strong yeah. like a. a there was this pride in players that was like, if I didn't go, and it was it was a, a fraternal thing. Like, yo, if you don't make it to the Super Bowl, you don't go to the Super Bowl. Now people be like, I didn't make it to the Super Bowl, but I'm out here chilling. And you're like, you need to be soaking at home. Well, and it also changed, too, when they flipped the games, remember? Because yes. for a long time, the Pro Bowl was before the Super Bowl. So even the guys, I think even the guys in the Super Bowl played in the Pro Bowl, right? If I'm not mistaken, no, it's always been. No, it, wait, the, the Pro Bowl is now when? 
The Pro Bowl is now uh, no. It used to be after, after, so that Super Bowl players could play in it. Now that it's, I was like, wait, you just glitched me there, because that was the thing. People were uh, now. That's why it's not as fun to me. Is because now the some of the guys that should be in the Pro Bowl are top tier players. But duh, I'm not gonna go play in the Pro Bowl. I don't even think they allow it, but Mm -hmm. logically and financially and. Duh, you're not going to go play in the Pro Bowl knowing you got the Super Bowl right here afterwards. Yep. And so it did make more sense, in my opinion, to have the Super Bowl first and then the Pro Bowl. Because then it also was like that whole, like, it was the 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 end to, the, like, the, the Super Bowl is the big finale. And the Pro Bowl was kind of the, like, the send-off. Like, all right, see y'all next season. Mm-hmm. It was in Hawaii. Everybody was yeah. having fun with the, you know, at the luau's and mm-hmm. with the lays and, not you know, mm-hmm. chilling and Having a good time, and it was like, all right, we'll see y'all next season. The end for real now. (laughs) So, I mean, I feel like Dan Morgan, he's first up, right? Like, we get to see what Dan Morgan got before we ever get to see what Dave Canales got because he got free agency, he got the draft, right? Now, albeit they all work together in this, but you hope because according to the Panthers, sometimes they don't. But uh, (laughs) – Especially uh, the Child. guy up top. But anyway, you know, we ain't gonna talk about that. You don't even mention it. Okay, we gonna, no, we're not going to talk about it because it's some it. other stuff we've got to talk about. Leave it alone. And we gonna, <laughs> we, we've had the Panthers fans, we've all had a rough go about it, okay? So we ain't going to bring the negativity up in here, okay? I'm going to keep the positive. For y'all. I didn't bring nothing. All I do is talk about what they did. Which, see, that's the thing. Let me tell you, this is what men will do to y'all. Ladies, listen to them. They do something to you that gaslights you to think it's your, your fault. I'm not being negative. I'm just talking about what they did. No, The I Panthers said, did that no. to themselves. But see, but see, I didn't say you did it. I said the Panthers no, did it. No, you take a responsibility. Said you said we can't it. be negative. That's not being negative. They shouldn't do negative things. No, I'm not saying. We're, no, I'm saying I'm trying to keep the negativity out because the Panthers have already provided on the field enough negativity for us. Well, <laughs> my comments wouldn't be negative if they didn't provide negativity on the field. Bring me positivity you'll get positivity. This is positively the worst season ever for the Panthers. And that is not my opinion. That is a fact. It's true. When they hit 0-6, they set a new franchise record. Mm. Like, you will literally go down as a member of the roster. Your name will be on the roster of the team that set a new franchise record for most ales. Yep. That's true. That's true. You can't, I mean, you can't fight that. You can't. I can't. I can't. I, I could try, but, like, it would punch me back. So, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try. not even going to try. But let's get into the... Uh, to the conference round, if we if we must. Oh wait, uh, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> I gotta get this crow out of my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I ate so much crow yesterday, DJ. It was bad. Mm. What 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 happened? Like, it was it was it the fact that the Ravens decided that they didn't want to run the same offense they always run, or was it when the Lions was up and you was like, ha ha, San Francisco? <laughs> was it like that? Basically, that that's 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 basically the the gist of my evening. Cause I was like, wait, what is going on with the Ravens? And you're right. Like, remember we just talked about last week? Can they dance? I was like, see all that dancing. Now that's the problem. You dancing? <laughs> I turned it to my daddy out there dancing and not playing football. But the thing is, I was so annoyed during the pregame even because again, yes, X's and O's, but I'm paying attention to all the different storylines and all that too. And they got out there beefing off the top. And then uh, 
the announcers were like, don't poke the bear. And I'm like, Patrick Mahomes ain't no bear. He ain't no grizzly for real. But I'm like, Tucker, now why you got to be out there messing with them? Leave them alone. He was just trying to kick some field goals. They came I know. over to him, though. I know. And, like, what Tucker going to do? <laughs> <laughs> He's Brock Purdy's cousin as far as I'm concerned. They just happen to be here. They just want to play football and go home. But, you know, Travis. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't put Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker of all time, in the same conversation as Brock Purdy. I don't mean football wise. I mean style wise. <laughs> like they could be, they sh- they would be at the lunch table together. You feel me? Okay, That's what I'm talking you. about. They both had they both. Yeah, so- they. They. I told you they both just happy to be here. Okay, guys, I'm here. I'm Brock Purdy. I'm Justin Tucker, and we just want to play football. Like, don't be trying to bully him. Yeah, but that was funny. I was like, of all the people, leave him alone. I did notice though, like even when uh, Travis Kelsey and some of the other fellows came over, like. Patrick was over there throwing, and there were some things around his feet. And I was like, oh, you're right. I would move it. Before we even start beefing, I'm moving the stuff from around my quarterback's feet because what I don't need is for him to accidentally slip or something on your helmet. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was a whole thing. So we started there, and it's like, okay. I was like, Patrick Mahomes ain't really about that life. Like, okay, poke the bear, poke the bear. But it was like, dang, like, the Ravens, you didn't do anything that you've done all season to get here. Mm-hmm. Why not? It seems to be a reoccurring factor, especially in the playoffs for the Ravens. Or when the Ravens do lose, they tend to beat themselves, not get beat by the other team. The Chiefs were not unstoppable. I mean, no. in the first half, they was I mean, they was dotting them up. But in the second half, when the defense locked in, they was doing their thing. Now, how? my question is, how does the top rushing team in the league it's obvious that they're the top rushing team in the league. That's what they want to do. Run the ball six times in the first half and two times in the second half. You're not down by that much. No. Well, and that's the thing. You have most. to stick to the thing that got you here. And they've had a, a, a great balance, right? And so, yeah, why don't you run? I'll tell you what you don't do. You don't melt down like Zay Flowers. Like, I'm like, bro, you you going to have to get it together. Even during the game, I was like, hey, keep your head in the game. Like, you're, you're – you, you're doing these other things that are not a part of the game plan. Like mm-hmm. that, what was it, 54-yard catch? Yeah. And I, we were laughing because I'm like, you can only do one. You can't push dude down by the helmet and then spin the ball on him. You you, you could only do one but to get it, away with it. Uh, now, now I, DJ, if you no, push me in the no, head, no, I'm fighting you first no, of all. No, I'm saying. And that, then you're going to spin on me? Now I got to fight you twice. Here, this is my issue with this, right? This is the NFL. You hit people for a living. Why can't I get up and I can get up and do this every time I get a first down? DJ, but, but that's that not was time. after the play. No, I get that, but like so that's not within. Now you know better. Now, but this goes back to the whole no fun league thing, right? Like, no, why? because that's taunting. Luckily, uh, who was the Chiefs player? Taunting. On the no, you're, you're a professional you, athlete. You already caught a 54-yard catch on me. Keep your head focused. You're right there. If no, it's not no, for that I, test, for that I penalty, agree. they score. That's you're true. childish. No, I I agree. No, I'm, and I'm, I'm coming from two perspectives here. I agree that in the confines of what the game is right now, yes, that's a dumb decision. Don't do it. On the other side of me, the side that's sitting here watching a foot of – Physical football game between two teams trying to get to the Super Bowl. The ref shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, that's a 15-yard penalty because we watched Travis Kelsey do similar things on the other side. But we – I can no, see it. But I said he couldn't do both. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You can't do both. 
Like, if you want to spin, spin. Poop. All right, flex, score. If you want to push him down, I don't suggest it, but fine. I don't think if he had done one, mm-hmm. that, but it was two. So, like, two is egregious. You feel yeah. me? It's like when your mom tell you you going to get a spanking when you get home and you just going to come home and still cut up. Like, go to your room and be quiet. You know? Like, just yeah. get away with one. But you did both. Yeah. And then he cut his hand because he slammed something. I'm like, bro, you're, you're, you're coming undone. Like, you have to keep your head. And some of that is maturity. It was after the fumble that I'm not saying cost the Ravens the game because plenty of things cost the Ravens the game. But the fumble that was big – at the beginning of the fourth quarter, that honestly, if you if if, if he's even just down with the ball in his possession, mm-hmm. he's at the one yard line. Yes, when Lamar Jackson was like, the thing is, Lamar Jackson was trying to rally rally them, but they again, you have to have some mental fortitude, and and that's the thing. Like growing up, when my daddy would talk to me about football and life, it's like, all right, well, if you can get in the head of your opponent, like first of all, make him feel you off the top, bap, all right. So now you know I'm here. I'm not here to play patty cake with you, right? Mm-hmm. When the when it was the Chiefs' turn, they let them know we're not here to patty cake with you. But if I can get in here, yeah. Well, now I got you. And if I can get in here and force you to get in there with me, mm-hmm. like, and so that's the thing. Lamar Jackson kept like he went over the sideline on one point and was like, "Hey, bro, like, because yeah. now I don't. Our opponent don't even have to get in your head no more. He's he's already there, and mm-hmm. you're already there." Yeah. And you're unraveling at the seams. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, too, and this is why it goes back, for me, to coaching, right? Like, yes, Zay Flowers, he's a rookie, makes rookie mistakes in big moments because that's what rookies do sometimes, right? Yeah. But it's your but job. You got to, you got to grow up because that level of immaturity will, <laughs> my dad used to say, hey, you beat yourself when you do those yeah. things. And yeah. it's so true. That's true, but also – why is John Harbaugh sitting over there with a be- bewildered look on his face instead of saying, "Hey Zay, you can't, you, we can't do that." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's the coach's job, and it was it was a question I posed to you because you remember the Mike McCarthy era, yes. right? You remember winning the Super Bowl with him, having the highest of highs, but you also remember yes. getting to the AFC Championship game and losing in the same ways over and over and over again to the same team over and over and over exactly. again. Exactly. So when is it time to call it quits on a coach that's been here for 15 years, 16 years, whatever, won a Super Bowl, probably does have a Hall of Fame resume in the grand scheme of things, but when is it time to, When is it time for you to say, all right, this guy got to go, and not from a fan's perspective, because it's easy to say it from a fan's perspective, but when does the front office notice? Yeah. Well, because you know, the fans some can the... fire anybody, <laughs> but <laughs> they ain't going to get fired. Fans, the fans, if the fans have their way, you be fired on a Sunday pregame. <laughs> you sure, but your badge just don't work at the game. Uh, Look, the, o- the only organization I ever seen listen to the fans was Cleveland when they ran Baker out of there. Yeah, but see, they also wanted to, they needed to do that. That was a PR situation. Like, bro, you you messing up too bad. But to to answer your question, first of all, what do we know? Front offices are just good old boys clubs. We see it play out all the time. In, in the real world and on the field and in the, the, should I say, the field of football. You're right. It's a what have you done for me lately league unless you know the right people. And I think even from a marketing standpoint, like, yes, the city loves the Harbaugh's and the NFL loves the Harbaugh's and the media loves the Harbaugh's and that's a great story and, you know, we just whatever. But the fact of the matter is the last Super Bowl – was in San Francisco against San Francisco. And Beyonce bailed you out. I, I said it. 
they bailed you out, boo. But the thing is, it's like, okay, so now we're here. You keep you keep getting right there and right there and right there. And then yesterday you come undone. And to your point, we needed a blindside moment where uh, you remember that, that moment in blindside where uh, hopefully bro get his money. Oh, I forgot. He played for the Ravens, too, on yeah. that team. Mm-hmm. But, like, when she got in his face, it was like, hey, yeah. like, I feel like more of these coaches. I used to joke that I need I need uh, NFL coaches and college coaches that should hire me just so I could go in there and do that. Because they'd be like, <laughs> hey, focus, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, get back in the game here and here. But because right now you're mental. Like y- y- your head is out the game, you- they in your chest, so you're you you losing heart, and you just you're unraveling, and that's not how you win in the game of life or the game of football. And it showed yesterday. And then I mean, we talked so much about the Ravens. I'm so sorry. You see, I didn't even text you to talk to you. <laughs> I know. You see, I gave you some I grace know. yesterday. Look, I was, I was hurt. Hang on, I to you. Listen, Panther Nation, I gave him so much grace <laughs> yesterday because I was mad myself. I think that's why I had grace for him because I was like, ugh. I don't want to see no more Taylor Swift and her little bestie friends. <laughs> I don't care. And then, oh, gosh. I was like, I'm going to shut down my social media post game because that stupid kiss where she's, like, in love and Travis Kelsey. Oh, my girl. Somebody tell this girl don't fall for this Travis Kelsey stuff because I just think it's a hoax. I think that man is looking forward to his post-NFL life. And, yeah, I'm like, girl, it's been six months. But just be in love and have fun. But don't. I'm I'm cheering for Team Swelsey. Okay. I'm like, that's, that's what we calling it now. I just made that up, but no. And also, you mean to tell me your team got beat by them and they going to the Super Bowl? No, and now no, no, you gonna? No. I say I, I'm saying like you talk about the relationship. The yeah, yeah. Like, oh. let it be. I don't I'm, really care about I'm their good. relationship. I'm just annoyed with with the media coverage. Like, I don't really care. I'm like, girl, go be happy. But like, they should just put her in a corner. Like, they gonna show us so much. Just put, give her a little corner cam, just in the corner. Well, I, not a corner cam. <laughs> I was uh, reading something that said that they cut to her after his first touchdown, which that was a nice touchdown, and that's what you should do. But now you don't even cut to Mahomes' wife. But I guess people be annoyed with Brittany Mahomes, too. These women can't catch a break. And you know I'm a womanist and I love women. But I'd be also be like, I don't care. Uh, the the other thing, though, is, is that, like, I was like, y'all could, y'all could do more cutaways to his boys up in the... Uh, <laughs> Sweet. But there was so much going on. Uh, Jason Kelsey stayed out the spotlight. People didn't even know he was there till the end of the game. Uh, 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 it just uh, – and then, of course, the Chiefs came to play. And they did something incredible. So my, one of my boys is a Chiefs, Chiefs fan, and he used to play in the NFL, and he messaged me yesterday because I was like, congratulations, jerk. And he was like, thank you. And I was like, that was a backhanded congratulations. It was not for real. Like, I don't your team annoys me. And he was saying uh, that uh, he was like, it's okay. I want to thank the pack- the Packers because after that we got refocused. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. I was like, we ignited and woke the monster up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's not lying. Mm-hmm. But they played at this point. I remember I told you last week. That's why I'm eating crow. I'm just eating crow. I'm put some hot sauce on it and eat. Last week, I, we were talking about the fact that Stephen A. and then was comparing Mahomes to Tom Brady. While I still don't think that's a fair assessment, I will say you got to give it to them. Like, they were not – they entered into the playoffs as a wild card. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and now they're back to the Super Bowl. I could see if they were just banging lights out, lights out, lights out. Mm-hmm. But, like – if the Eagles had done that, I would be cheering. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not cheering because I'm being a hater right now. And that's the thing about me. You can call me a hater and I say, and <laughs> I don't care. What, I, but I think that goes back to the whole coaching conversation too. He Har- wants Harbaugh he wants Harbaugh out, out, people. Harbaugh got out coached, and, and so did Sean McDermott the week before. Yeah, right. So well, Andy Reid is the, the truth, though. Exactly, he's, he's the yeah, truth. Absolutely. Like, and it's like he might look like a walrus and be <laughs> over there twisting his mustache, but he, he's the truth. And his little grandkids be like, "Papa, <laughs> you won again." They don't even know what it is to lose in life, child. <laughs> okay, you know where else we got to eat, crow? See, I'm a woman. People be talking about standing on business. I hate that phrase now because people misuse it. They don't stand on nothing. I don't even remember who I picked for this. To be yes, honest, yes, you do. Well, I thought you didn't. Pick, you you know you chose the Ravens. You a Ravens fan? No, no, not that one. I'm talking about the next one. I'm talking. You about, chose the Niners. I did right. Yeah, because you because you was being a hater on me last week. I, yeah, I was being a lot before we get to that though. Let me just finish this point. See, now I don't forgot. You know I'm old, DJ. What was I telling you? I don't know. You was about to say something. something That's all right. You know I'll circle you're, back. I'm going to circle back you're quick. Fi- you're fine. Oh, Crow. Because yeah. you said that the Kansas City Chiefs do not qualify as a dynasty. Mm-hmm. I did say that. Huh? I did say that. I stand by that. But at this point, they're on track to becoming that. They'd have to win the Super Bowl. Yes. Mm- at this point, they're on track well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, to becoming right. that. You're right, but that's what I'm saying. That's like, why I said we eating crow today. Yeah, that's right. why we're all black. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just, you're I'm right. just in mourning. <laughs> you, you're right. Put though. my hood on and go off into the yeah, sunset. You, you, you're right. They, they are on track, and the prerequisite to that is to win the Super Bowl because yeah, that because gives them. That gives how many them, does that give them? That gives them three, with one loss in between, right? Cause that would mean that they, cause they've been in the last four. Yeah, that would give them three. So they would, yeah. So they'd be three. And, cause yeah. I didn't even realize that it was just four years ago that the that. So this this Super Bowl is a is a rematch of sorts. Mm-hmm. And I for, wait was that was that the uh, what year was it? I know it was Super Bowl fifty four. Was that twenty nineteen? I mean that yep, was twenty twenty. That was twenty nineteen. <gasps> you guys, I was scared. Why is that? <laughs> because the last time this happened, we went into a pandemic. Especially oh. when the political season is up on us, and that's already shaping up oh. to look real COVID-y. Lord have mercy. Somebody get the holy water. I ain't even Catholic, but we going to do all of it. Get the sage, the Palo Santo, the Bible, the holy water, the Buddha, the Krishna, the Allah, everything. That was the chief's fault. Every- <laughs> it's the chief's fault. It's the chief's fault. It's the chief's fault. Lord have mercy. That just dawned on me. That's true. I, now, I ain't superstitious that. like that, but I be paying attention to patterns, child. Maybe I. Oh no, DJ, <laughs> go buy toilet paper, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm just playing. Don't do that. I don't think about that, but you're all right. But yeah, so in this rematch, but also if the Niners, because I know we about to talk about the Niners next. But while we talk about dynasties, if if the Niners win, they'll have six Lombardies, and then they'll be over there with the Patriots and the Steelers. Yeah, and I think. And then I'll really be annoyed. Well, because kind of like you said, I think an organization can be a dynasty, right? Like they can be kind of like you said, legendary. Last 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 week, mm-hmm. you said, you know, you can be a legendary organization without necessarily having a dynasty. Yeah, that repeat type thing. Because you know? it's funny because I think Kansas City just still doesn't give legendary vibes, and I don't know why. Is it because I don't know? I I mean, to go to what <laughs> five straight AFC Championship games. 
I mean, shoot, they about went to five straight Super Bowls. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, it, I don't, I mean, they they impressed me, and I, you know, I hate to say it because, of course, they're in the AFC, but, you know. Well, I'm not impressed still because I'm a hater. But remember <laughs> when you just said fans are fickle. I recall being so excited for the Kansas City Chiefs because it was new, it was new fresh blood, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you get tired of, like, the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots. It's like, okay. But is, my other thing, my other question to that is, was it the team or was it, I think sometimes the fan base is what really gets you. Well, Kansas City Chiefs, yes and no, because the Kansas City Chiefs fan base doesn't bother me. And I think well, I it's because they're just. they bother me. Well, that's because you were in the ASC. But to me, it's like, you know, it's middle America or is it the Midwest, right? Yeah. Midwest. You know, it's like, there's just wholesomeness, right? You know, like the Cali got a little swag too. New York is, is sharp and edgy. You know, Boston want to beef all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, them Florida boys come through, you be like, all right. Like, the Midwest don't really bother nobody for real. Mm-hmm. Can't stay out of the way. Yeah. They put their hair down. Do yeah. Work. It's like, okay, it's, it's real, like. Come on, everybody! Like, let's let's just watch some football. But what happens is when you start winning back to back to back to back, then people get mad at you. Mm-hmm. That's a whole life that'll preach too if you caught that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I think that's why I'm annoyed with them now is because they're no longer like the like the wholesome. Because it was like they're Patrick, not the underdog anymore. Like, they're not they, the underdog. They were like literally they had to go through. Tom before he left. Uh-huh. They lost that game. That's what it is. We and cheer then, for the underdog. And now they're the big dog and we're like, "All right, Bop, get off." And remember, Andy Reid was the coach who couldn't do it. Right? Yes. So they were they were the ultimate underdog. Uh-huh. You got this hot shot cuz he just came off of Philly, right? Yeah. You yeah. got this hot shot quarterback who sat a year. He's a project. We don't know what he's going to be. He's real raw a real raw talent. Is he going to be Sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we knew that back then, but <laughs> yes. Then you got Andy Reid, right? Who yeah. is close, so close. I mean, he needs to retire. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, what is he going to do in Kansas City? Uh-huh. I mean, plus he had those couple of years with Alex Smith. Uh-huh. We right? thought he went there to retire yeah. because it's middle America. It's like, all right, you know, just right off into the sunset yeah. with your barbecue. But now they're not that. So, And luckily, here's the thing. If Andy Reid was the – Matt Lafleur type dude, like in style and uh, uh, and well, I can't remember the Cardinals coach's name probably because I want to forget him so bad. Yes, I, I lived in Arizona and I was just like, sir, what are you doing? Get out of here! Or like a Kingsbury, like because Kingsbury was posting pictures in his mansion in Scottsdale and stuff. Like if you that kind of winning coach, oh no no no, Mm -hmm. oh no. And then Kelsey has now hit this like stardom. Mahomes, even though he is a star, he's still like a regular dude and I don't know yeah. how he keeps that up but it's like mm-hmm. I I know how because Kelsey has put himself in the spotlight and positioned himself with, like as a fashionista and a Taylor Swiftie and all of that mm-hmm. so now it's, they're not the underdog in spirit or in truth and it's like alright next but also now I find myself in a dilemma cause I don't want the Niners to win the Niners yeah. get on my nerves yeah. and my friends at home are like well you should still support home and no I shouldn't how so? My my other question is how 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 were you feeling when the Lions were up? I mean, they were up, what seventeen? Seventeen points. That is the, another problem. Is that the Niners' comeback also set another point of order for history? <laughs> 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 I'm like in a historic comeback. Oh gosh. 
English my friends are going to be incorrigible moving forward. Do you know these fools already had t-shirts that said Niners Lions on them at home? Oh, did they really? I said it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, nah, really what it is is Hustle Man probably had both shirts already ready. <laughs> Let me tell you what. And Kelly, we, we be about that hustle. Them shirts was ready, either or. So some shirts got sent somewhere. They'll be yeah. somewhere getting shredded. But I was like, how y'all turn shirts around that fast? And my boys was at home. Yeah. I said, uh-uh. But, yes, that game was crazy. It was. I, I mean, I, I honestly thought, like, I thought they were, I thought they took the wheel out of them. I thought that was it. But, I mean, the, the Lions come, it's funny, I was talking, talking earlier to somebody about it, and she was like, what happened? And I'm like, they just unraveled. They, they unraveled. They, they, they stopped running the ball. They stopped catching the ball. Like, no, no. They didn't stop catching the ball. They, they couldn't catch a cold. They was pulling the ball. I thought they had put some of our Packers receivers from, like, week <laughs> six in there. I'm like, that man is doing everything except walking up to you and bopping you in the head with the ball. Yeah. I'm, I mean, literally just bouncing off your hands. At one point, oh, gosh, which, which receiver was it? Because at that point, I just Josh got Reynolds, up. Maybe. He, he was there. He was there in the end zone. And the ball bounced off his hands. But also, I hate to say this. Oh, I hate to say this. It makes my skin crawl to say this. Oh, okay, let me say it. The Niners' defense was in them. Yeah, they've been good all Anytime year. Anytime I got you bobbling the ball off your hands, I'm in your sternum. I mean, they've been good all year. Though. Yeah, they have most, a good defense for the most part, which is what bothers me so much because I'm a fan of defenses. Mm-hmm. Like the Niners just turn me against my core. Anytime Cali is playing, I'm in it. Except for the Niners and the Lakers. <laughs> if this was the Raiders, I would be here like you guys. I wore black and white today because I'm part of the Raider Nation for the next week. I would be all over it. Nope. Not now. And you know how Vegas, how crazy Vegas going to be? Like, because that's an hour flight. And like a from NorCal, it's like a 12-hour drive. It ain't a whole bunch of SoCal fans. But in, a, I mean, a Niner fans in, in SoCal. But like, that's like a 12-hour drive. 13 hours. Like, people going to be in their cars and in that airport. Vegas is about to be lit. Mm-hmm. Lit. That's going to be yeah. a home game for them. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs fans travel well, though. But that that's basically our backyard. Oh, yeah. Like, literally the backyard. In college, we would drive over there from, from Cali. Like, it's like a four-hour drive from uh, from SoCal. Yeah. That's that's about to be a home game. What, what, <laughs> so can, annoying. Can I, get, can I ask for your uh, way-too-early prediction on who wins? They, and, and, and DJ, no, for the and first no, time they, only, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl for the halftime show. I, I was about to say, and, and no, both of them can't lose. <laughs> right. We've already <laughs> lost as a country. <laughs> NFL country is shut down until further notice. No, I'm watching for Usher. Usher won. You know how last somebody year everybody asked that. It was in the comments. I didn't make that up myself. Somebody somebody asked it in the comments of I guess whoever won. They were like, can can they both lose? Yes, can they both lose? <laughs> for the first time ever, because even when they matched up the last time, I was like Kansas City and this, Kansas City and this. Now I'm like, because if Kansas City win, that I means I'm gonna have to see the here the next year about. Uh, first of all, we gonna see Taylor Swift on the thing the whole time. We ain't gonna be gonna see, see the Super Bowl. We gonna she have, might perform. 
you know what Might as well. Now, somebody last week was like, well, didn't they ask Taylor Swift first? And I was like, first of all, I didn't hear that. I don't know. I'm not the hero of all hearers. So I don't know. I don't care. But I'm like, no, it made sense for Usher to do it because Usher already had that grand residency there in Vegas and set Vegas on fire like the last couple of years, but especially this last summer. Like, that star power is already there. But it did, like, I can't say yay or nay because, first of all, I didn't read, hear, or see that. But um, it would make sense because she just came off of her tour. But So who knows? I don't know. The point is, Usher is the halftime show, and he is fine, fine. And I and he has done some great collaborations, and that's what I'll be watching for. It, it should, <laughs> I don't even I don't even care. It should be good though. I, but I, I, I think I'm 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 a knee jerk reaction before I even look too deep into it. I'm going Niners. Not and it's not petty Niners either. Like I get it, but like the no, Niners because you're a Ravens no, fan. I no, expect but, you to choose no, the Niners. What I'm saying, my thing is the Niners probably got a little revenge on their mind too. The last time they were in the Super Bowl. And Kyle, Kyle Shanahan should have some revenge on his mind because every time he gets to the Super Bowl, he don't do nothing but blow it. So this is his moment. <laughs> this, this is his moment to prove everybody wrong. Well, here's the thing. If the if the Chiefs win, then I got to hear about Tra- Travis. First of all, Travis Kelsey's about to be – you thought he was in every commercial before. They have worked him into uh, Mahomes' commercials, but he's still, like, the second person. Mm-hmm. But if he win this time, he about to be like, uh-uh, I'm tired of being in the shadows of my brother. I'm tired of being in the shadows of you. Y'all think – because right now he, he pushes everything from beans and rice to uh, Ozempic. And <laughs> I was like, dang, you even doing COVID shots now, bro? You just won't you, – you just don't say no to nothing. But I'm, we're going to have to hear that. We're going to have to hear the Patrick Mahomes comparisons to Tom Brady, which I still think is far-fetched. But, like, then the dynasty conversation. <sighs> but then if the Niners win, oh, my God, today if the Niners win, home is going to be incorrigible. Like, I'm probably just not even going to travel back to California. <laughs> like, can I just watch watch Usher in peace? Make me a good oh, cocktail, too, have some good – that's the only way you can I ain't even going to watch it on YouTube in peace. Cut the comments. <laughs> Taylor Swift should have done the Super Bowl. <laughs> Shut up. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. This weekend was depressing as I don't know what. I just sat there. I was at my friend's house, and we were all like, what is going on? And that twist of fate, if the, if the Niners don't win it now, they're just not going to win it. Because that twist of fate. And Lions. You watched how they came back on the Packers. You sat there and watched it. Got up by 17 points and still went to sleep on them. I don't see how they even did that when they got good running backs on the roster also. That's okay, but thing. this takes us back to that conversation, that we, that stupid conversation that was had amongst the league over the summer. And the need for running backs. Yeah, but this ha- is a but this is a multi-dimensional is game. The issue is they have them. But that's they what got I'm a saying. First round running back and a you're not using them. Back. Yeah. And then you want to have the conversation about why you should or should not pay them. If you were using them properly and paying them properly, then we wouldn't be here because it's a multi-dimensional game. Okay, if they can't stop the run, run. But that used to say, run it down their throats. Go, run, run, run. And especially when you got workhorses like like them. One of my boys was like, uh, oh, boy, ain't going to be able to go back to uh, <laughs> to Detroit. He should just Zoom in his exit meeting. 
And I just hate to see Bridgewater go out like that. There's a really cute video of him and his coach heading out of the uh, stadium, knowing it's his last walkout. And he shouldn't be walking out with his head down. He should be walking out headed to the Super Bowl. But instead, he's walking out like under a bittersweet, we didn't get the job done. And what a guy. He like, you know, announced he was retiring. What is it? Back in December, the reports were coming out. Mm-hmm. And I read that he's going to coach at a Miami high school, his former high school or something like that. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm like, nah, if that ain't a, yeah. I wish you know? I wish the injuries didn't kind of cut his prime short. But yeah, they dictated his career for sure. But all right, so who you got? You said you got the Niners? Yeah, I got the Niners. I, I just think they're going to be on this kind of revenge tour. You know, we got the Eras tour, I get that. But the revenge tour for uh, the revenge okay, tour. Okay, see, since you started stuff, there is an airline that's doing flights to the game, flight 1989. Swifties catch that. And the flight back is 87. So y'all already predicting that he going to win? <laughs> Shut up. They just building on it. They just, they just trying to make some money. <laughs> like, here's the thing. I have marketing and PR is my background. And so my marketing and PR brain be like, oh, that was good. The other side of me just be like, ugh, give it a rest already, which means it's working. Because yeah. either you make fans excited or you antagonize them and make them upset, which also forces them to watch. You know, yeah. it's a whole brain thing, mind marketing thing, and I still fall for it. Um, Yeah, I'm going to pull for Usher. I'll be your groovy baby. I, I, do think, I do think it'll be a good game. You are my soup. <laughs> but anywho, we definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show. You got anything else you want to? Booze to the night. <laughs> Ladies, let's watch Usher Super Bowl. And <laughs> I'm going to wear all black on <laughs> Super Bowl day two. I don't have anything else. I'm just really blown about how unpredictable this postseason has been because we started off really rocky like those first couple games were just blowouts and that was stupid and then we had some really good games and close games and then yesterday was just like i'm like was it was it a full moon no the full moon was on the 25th maybe it was a full moon hangover or something i don't know what happened (laughs) so we'll see all right the next time we'll definitely see but chad i definitely appreciate you for coming by it's always fun Always, yeah, e- it even is. under these circumstances. Listen, I'm a woman of my word. I'm going to come stand on what I said, eat the crow with hot sauce, and pretend to like it. <laughs> but I was wrong, child. I, let, let us know what you guys think about the Super Bowl as well. Be sure uh, to share the video with all your other football people. Uh, yeah. but, who you, know, you cheering for? Yeah, who you who you cheering for? Uh, whose songs you singing? Uh, <laughs> you know, <who's> We'll see. But definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show. Remember the Keep Prowling Podcast on all major podcasts and platforms. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Keep Prowling Podcast. Holla. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.